You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome to this, the newest and therefore greatest episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System. What do we talk about? John. We talk about the passing of George Romero. We talk about our deep love for cult cinema and horror franchises. We talk about Michael Jackson's thriller, Monkey Shines, Netflix's Castlevania by Warren Ellis, and I went camping in Le Verondris. Delightful. And we talk about a bunch of movies, including A Ghost Story, Baby Driver, Solace, The Long Goodbye, TMNT, Hellboy, and The Terminator. We're basically professionals at watching movies. All this and more on the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. What age will Archer, like, stop loving you because you change your facial hair? He got really mad when I shaved the beard. Really? <laughs> like, mad at me. Yeah, yeah. No! <laughs> no! It's too late, Buster. Like, it's gone. Well. No! The one time in my childhood that my dad uh, shaved his mustache, I don't know what age I was. Your kid is what, like four? He's four. Four? Yeah. I was, like, around that area. It was, like, preschool to kindergarten. And I would not go to him. Like, I was just like, nope. Different man. Yeah, exactly. I don't think even that it was a stranger. It was just like, nope. Like, he'd be like, he came home and was like, how about a hug? And I was just like, rather not. Like, and just like went to my mom or whatever. I feel like my dad is even less capable of growing facial hair than I am. So (laughs) it was just never a problem at the Lechman household. Uh, So, John, you really wanted to talk about the tragedy that has befallen the world of cult cinema. It's it's hard. Like, I don't know, tragedy. He's like, how old was he? He's 78. 78. So 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 around the expiry date of humanity. I got got a yarn. I'm going to do a little little tiny anecdote here. So, you you know, when I was growing up, I I was in a very sheltered household, right? There was never any violence on the screen at the Lechman household growing up. There was never who died or or is this a reveal? We're going to get there. Okay. <laughs> so there was never any, like, like violent movies. To, to, like, a good example, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was just, like, way too violent for the Lackman house. Like, we always had, like, kid, kid entertainment was very kid. And so I grew up super, super fucking sheltered. And when I first got into sci-fi, I met all these guys. Everybody loves these old cult movies that I had never fucking heard of or seen any of this shit. Mm-hmm. And one of the very first times that I went out with you guys was over to Hooper's place on um, Lambert Kloss. Mm-hmm. And we watched fucking... Um, the the second Evil Dead movie, which was probably the first time I ever saw a zombie movie, and then right after that we watched Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the right? Dead, right? And well, I, w- I wasn't there, but I'm just saying. No, no, no. It was, was probably like, yeah. it was probably Dawn. It was Dawn. It's like Dawn is the best and, one to kind of watch. Like, jump in wise. Y- this was like a like my mind being <laughs> blown open as to the world of, of like zombies, and and like when you go back and you look at them, these are like sophisticated films. Like they're oh. like you think they're about zombies, they're they're not. They're about like humans yeah. in a time of crisis. Yeah, and Night, Dawn, racism. and Day are. Very different than a lot of zombie movies. Yes, like I'm just like those are. So is Evil Dead too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot going on in that movie. That's you for don't different find reasons. Another's. And yeah. anyway, I just you know I was in I was at Fantasia yesterday, and Mitch walked in to introduce the movie that I was at, and he mm-hmm. was tearing up in front of everybody, and uh, and we, that's where he announced it. George mm-hmm. Romero just died. Yeah, very sad. It is very sad, and yeah. I mean I I think. I don't know. That, that's how he touched my life. He, yeah. was, he was my introduction to cult cinema that I have become a huge fan as an adult. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that there's like, uh, like I had a very, I guess, different introduction to cult and B movies. It was just like there was a 24 hour 
video store mm-hmm. and it was like me and Andrew and Matt and Mark and whatever else like that because it's like your, your Friday nights in high school are not going out most of the time it was For just sure. like it would be like we'd yeah. all be crashing you up, you up in Rosemere right <laughs> yeah exactly that's it it was like you, like you would you would occasionally like go to parties and whatever but it would just be like the more standard thing during school year was have your buddies over and like beer if you can but maybe not you know like depending mm-hmm. on who can who Who's can house who at, can score yeah. who can swing yeah exactly that's it yeah. And it's like, and then we would just be like, okay, we're just going to start renting movies every Friday. And it was like, it was like the older stuff you could rent. I think it was like, if I'm not mistaken, it was five for five bucks mm-hmm. and you had them for the weekend. Like it was just like, sort of like, and just like, let's get into all this cult stuff. And we started watching like all the Kung Fu, all the horror, all the everything. And just like started like running. El Mariachi. It. That looks cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, like exactly, and I mean, like, oh, uh, yeah. there's a lot of misses, but it's like when you get to stuff like Evil Dead or the original Romero stuff, you're like, oh crap, this one is good. Like, yep. like most of the time, you're just like talking over it and like dicking around with your buddies. Like that was like kind of the standard because most of it's garbage. And then all of a sudden, the thing comes on. You're like, John Carpenter, what? Yeah, yep. exactly. There's those like you have like the standouts where you're like. Oh, 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 like rewind it, like <laughs> restart it, and be like, let's watch this thing. Holy like, shit, this is crazy. Yeah, this, exactly. The scene where they're all doing the, the getting their blood tested. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's all going. It's going down. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and and I think it's like that's like ultimately where you're kind of at least personally like where your real like love for genre film is. You're like. <clears throat> You're willing to sit through a lot of shit to find the gems because, like, <laughs> the gems are, like, so different from any other genre. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, a really great, like, dramatic film, not to say that there's no variance in them, but they're, like, they're, they kind of hit, like, the same notes. Like, you talk about, like, Oscar bait movies, right. you know, right, you're right. just sort of, like, like, a loss in a time of war and a, someone is sick with a disease or whatever, you know, like, there's all kind of that, like, through line. But you're, mm-hmm. like, when, when horror breaks out and is great, you're, like, it's unlike anything else that kind of like most other genres have totally. going for them that's so yeah so romero had those like hit those great notes you know like often not, o- not only that he p- probably more than any other horror movie maker more than had me. more imitators oh imitators heck yes like, like i don't think i can't think of another horror auteur that had more people trying to do what he had done like, so the only other one, I guess, Carpenter. Would, yeah, it would be Carpenter. Yeah. It would be, like, kind of close. But then who tried to imitate Carpenter? I guess, I guess like, everything almost becomes, by default, an imitation of John Carpenter. Because he had such, like, a, like a storied career. Yeah. And any, yeah. I think any time you like, had... Any, Craven had oh, some yeah, of that yeah, slasher yeah. stuff Actually, that's a good point. later on. But, yeah, but like, no, straight great, up yeah. imitation. There were a lot of people who were like, zombies, hordes, do that. I don't know. I feel like Craven, weirdly, like, Wes Craven kind of... Uh, Less so with Freddy, because, like, Freddy was just sort of, like, a supernatural slasher, which kind of happened less. Like, I mean, like, I find, like, the Halloween movies... I th- no, Halloween I think movies for are a lot more derivative of Jason and stuff. Like, uh, like, like Freddy... Mike Myers... Was, Mike Myers, Mike Myers yeah, was a lot more Jason than, yeah, yeah. like, you know, well, like... Oh, it didn't wait, have the weird psychedelic stuff that, like, the I, Freddy's I had. I think Jason is a lot more Mike Myers. No, Jason predates Mike Myers, man. Friday the 13th 1 is, like, 70, early 70s. Not, no, mid-70s. We can look this up. To but the internet. Yeah. No, they're very, very close. But anyway, but that's it. But those are more like, they might be supernaturally powered killers, but there's not like the weird psychedelic stuff that Freddy got into. Hmm. But then Scream, 
Scream got imitated constantly with the like I know what you did last summer uh, and like like last turn wrong turn and, and, and like, all of them without getting the core of it that is a meta commentary yeah. on the state of horror films like they all fucking missed the point yeah they all so missed the point hard, that it was a you know? kind of a joke yeah <laughs> exactly know? exactly and that, that that's always what I saw Freddy as like it started off just as a straight slasher but then very quickly it became commentary I don't know I think the first one kind of. Like the first one played a lot on the tropes, like hmm. the like the last girls and like who could survive a Freddy movie and whatever. Like it started to get like work its way into the mythos really yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you? Do you have those dates? Halloween, nineteen seventy-eight. Then uh, yeah, uh, Friday the Thirteenth is before seventy-eight. I'm not sure, man. Yeah, you think it's not sure, but it's way early. We're gonna find out. Come it's on, I'm like I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm dying with anticipation. Because Halloween, uh, not Halloween, Friday the 13th is, like, much earlier than I re- like than you think. I was surprised. 77? He's got this smile. He's not uh, fucking uh, saying uh, it. Come uh, on, buddy. <laughs> uh, Friday the 13th film franchise. Don't care about the whole franchise. Yep. Uh, you should have had this faster. Yeah, I know. I'm, anyway, I'm, so George A. Romero died. Yep. That's very sad. It is. And I mean, but the only... What? 1980. 80? Two years later. Huh. Whoa. Crazy. So as I was saying, I believe that Jason <laughs> is a little bit Michael Myers. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking of that was pretty. Maybe Last House on the Left. Last House on the Left, I think, was early because there's like there's all talk of like where, like, you know those like those spider maps of like where genres come from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then like I, I, those are all like top tier early, early cutaways. Um, uh, let's not forget his influence on Michael Jackson's career because Thriller, Thriller, yeah, that video. <laughs> I don't think you can get zombies. More into pop culture than than a Michael Thriller Jackson super hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like I remember people coming home with the VHS cassette of Thriller, forty-five minutes yeah. long, the making of, and then the right. music video at the end. Yeah, and, and Vincent like, Price. So man. I was like way, way, way fucking into that disc. I played the shit out of the record because I had I had Thriller on a record, and I played it for my cousin. And Vincent Price's voice was so scary he fucking cried. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything more adorable than little voice? Like they're like ah 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 ah. Yeah yeah yeah. And you're like because yep. just the phrase the funk of forty thousand years. It's so fresh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fresh. Uh, I love that because you're like yeah zombies are funky, but so is Michael Jackson. Yep. Damn. It's a great great line. The funk of forty thousand years. Yeah, no, I. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, what has Romero done? I mean, like the last one that I thought was like pretty good mm-hmm. was Land of the Dead, and that was a while ago. I mean, I know he did. There's like, a new one coming out like right now. But is it like a legit one? Because he has like I think these, he kind of executive produced. Because he had like some mm-hmm. of these weird like things that he's like associated with. Like he did um, uh, Diamond Dead or whatever, which was like a zombie like rock. Like it's a rock band zombie like stuff, which yeah. is like a little bit cheesier. Like, was he was he in Rave of the Dead or was that somebody else? No, that was someone else. That like Rave, Rave of the Dead is uh, in the, in the incredibly derivative uh, Return of the Living Dead series, right? right the Return right. of the Living Dead series aren't affiliated basically a hundred percent a rip off. Yeah, yeah, well, they're hundred percent rip off, but then but are also kind of like playing up the like party and teenage element. Like no right. no comedy. I mean no commentary replaced instead with like comedy, right? And like. Return of the Living Dead film is the, like, send more cops, send yeah, yeah, more yeah. paramedics. And then, like, in Return of the Living Dead 3 or whatever at one point. That's uh, George Romero meets Sam Raimi. Like, kind of, kind yeah. Of, yeah. I, I don't know who was Return necessarily helming them, but it's, like, it's a lot of that. Like, And I think Return of the Living Dead 3 at one point, they're, like, in a motel. And they're, like, they bust in and there's, like, a Skinamax 
like triple X movie on and like the zombies like legit stop for like a little bit and then <laughs> yeah, they yeah, like yeah, paw yeah. at the screen and stuff like yeah the last like, one that I really remember is um, City of the Dead or Land, Land, of, the Land of the Dead with, with John Leguizamo Leguizamo yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah and the big like truck that they drive out into yeah yeah uh, exactly yeah. no I'm pretty sure there's a new one either like coming out really soon or just came out that yeah I guess maybe I mean maybe I hope so <laughs> like I hope that he gets a gets kind of a bit of a, a like a a, like a send-off piece. He gets to mm. David Bowie it. <laughs> What's that? This one, the film he directed that is, I get, not, not neither not. near nor dear to the hearts of John and I. Okay. He did uh, direct and write Monkey Shines. Oh, <laughs> Monkey Shines. No, no, no. But Monkey Shines has like, had a cult <laughs> Yeah, come on. Though. No, no, no. It's the sex scene that has a cult following where... The, he's a paraplegic, and the girl just like hoists herself up onto a thing so he can eat her out, <laughs> while the monkeys are in the background screaming. I mean, this is this is cinema gold. And the monkey gets a freaking straight razor to kill I, the parakeet. <laughs> <laughs> monkey shines. What was it? Yeah, the monkey shines. I think I said it's still at least it it did something. I think the other big one was the crazies. It did. Yeah, he yeah. wrote the crazies. Wrote the crazies. Okay, yeah. I have to go back to Monkey Shines. The fucking <laughs> I don't understand who thinks this is a good idea. The shot George him, he's, Romero. He's jogging. Thinks this is a good idea. He's, he's jogging along, and to show how sporty he is, he puts a whole bunch of bricks into his backpack, and then he gets hit by the truck, you know, and then he and then the bricks kill him or whatever, or they they break his his spine. But they have that shot, you know, of him getting like hit by the truck, and then it's like a shot from below of the sky, and it's like somebody throws a bunch of bricks over the like fake bricks over the camera to, to indicate that they're flying through the air. It's yeah. just it's so fucking. But the thing is, sorry. sorry he he wrote and directed the original crazies he yeah. wrote the remake okay so. yeah because I, I thought the original one was like a full romero joint the one thing i would Every, like to know he, about that about monkey shines he wrote directed edited and acted in it oh wow. crazy the one thing about that shot where you're describing monkey yeah, shines, aiming at the big three oscar thing. i would like to know he's he's trying to egot or whatever <laughs> no, no he got his emmy grammy oscar tony What's it? It's a triple triple crown. I think right. is where you have writing, directing, acting. Yeah, 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 yeah. All in the same movie. All in the same movie. I don't <laughs> think that's ever happened. <laughs> like, I, I, I would have to. I, Affleck, huh? Affleck's our only help. For for what? Writing, directing, acting. He, well, he didn't he back <laughs> down from directing Batman. Yeah, he's that, not gonna win it for Batman. No, yeah. I mean whatever. I mean, no, like, another guy. He's, I know. he's got he's got a writing. One and a directing, yeah, but not right? for the like, same movie. Not for the same movie. movie no. Yeah, no, no. I know the one. The, the... You're saying for a guy who's known as an actor to have a, a, a Oscar for writing and directing. It's not. Yeah. Did he ever really surpass his role in Mallrats? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Very I like to uh, take advantage of women who are vulnerable and use that against them <laughs> in order to. Have sex with them in a very uncomfortable way. Like the back of a Buick? Like the, the, the back, back of a Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Yeah. Buick could be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> back of a Volkswagen. That's not comfortable at all. Uh, but yeah, no, I, th- I know th- the one that I know off the top of my head, I think, is Kenneth Branagh. Uh, mm. Actually, that's a good point. Wasn't he his, his um, King Lear? Uh, Henry no, I think it's Hamlet. Hamlet. Yeah. And he might have even done, he might have even had two. I don't think he got a, an award for writing, though. No, not writing. He's gotten he's gotten another writing one, but I think Hamlet he might have even had directing and acting in one year hmm. on the same movie. That's pretty nuts. <clears throat> Anyhow, well, yeah. George and he directed I, Thor. And he directed Thor. Yeah. George A. Romero, you will be missed. So, what did you guys see? Um, I mean, I guess we we're talking about movies. We we're talking about TV shows. Uh, yeah, a lot of movies. Sticking so. to the, the I guess the horror shows. horror theme a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is, is Scott just made a little like fang dance? Uh, Netflix has a four-part 
I guess mini series based on prelude. Castlevania prelude prelude to a bigger series. I, I mean, it has to be because I haven't seen the I haven't seen the end, but it's like so Castlevania with a super good animation studio written by Warren Ellis. Whoa, you super sold. Yeah, <laughs> you're like yeah, well, and. Hmm. Well, pretty sold. Pretty sold. Do you remember G.I. Joe Resolute? Yep. It was amazing. Didn't, didn't do it. You really should have. It's oh, like man. the best G.I. Joe. Yeah. Like it, one of my, fav- one of my not favorite. Only, not only is it like crazy and like over the top, he's like, we're going to take this into a real world thing. Oh, and also a giant ninja fight. Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. like, it's kind of the exact correct being like, what if we wrote G.I. Joe for like an adult kind of thing? Where it's what like if, the, chari- the Cobra char- was dangerous. Cobra is dangerous, but the characters are still like over the top, like. They're still G.I. Joe's. Okay, okay, but the movie where Serpentor comes out that was like broken into like 18 pieces for TV, that was like the fucking best. Five parts. Yeah, whatever. five parts. Arise, Serpentor, Arise. Yes. Uh, very good, but Rocking. Resolute is like very, very good. My favorite thing. And, and to be fair, all of the G.I. Joe miniseries are pretty good. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Mass Device where they, they, get, the oh, tele- so they get the three elements from Earth to transport people around. Yeah. Uh, the Weather Dominator. Yeah, those are the first mm-hmm. two, right? Those are the first two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the first one to launch the TV series is Pyramid of Darkness. Mm-hmm. That one's all kinds of great, even with the Fuzzy Furies. Yeah. Fuzzy Furies? Those little cute little teddy bears that are on the space station with the dreadnoughts, and then Zartan blows a whistle, and they turn into giant Chewbacca's. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I remember that, but that was the thing that G.I. Joe's had to fight. Okay, one of, one of my favorite, talking about Netflix. Yeah, but just one of my favorite things about G.I. Joe Resolute is still in the first five minutes where Cobra Commander just, like, hijacks all of the, like, breaks into the UN feed or whatever to, like, psh, like leaders of the world and, like, whatever. <laughs> Which is, like, straight Cobra Commander. And then it's just sort of, like, we have our, like, new latest, like, weapon of mass destruction aimed at Moscow. And we've done this too many times where you, like, call in reinforcements and we never get to use it. So, like, screw this. And then they kill Moscow. Like, they're, like, population, like, 9 million. Like, to zero. You know, right. or whatever. And then it's sort of like, yeah, we're Cobra and we mean business, idiots. Like, <laughs> I mean, as spoken as Cobra Commander. Yeah, but it's yeah. just great being like, here's what happens. We do a big threat. Then you guys, like, scramble your elite squad of, like, Marines and stuff. And then we go to town. We're going to, like, cut out the middleman and just right. shoot the thing. We can do this to any city in the world. <laughs> and you're like... <sighs> and as extreme as that is, it still has an amazing Snake Eyes Storm Shadow fight. Yeah. In that movie. Like... Well, and also... And they also kill a bunch of Joes when the... When Cobra hits the flag preemptively, right? Is that it? We had to spoil it. <laughs> that happens also <laughs> wow. in, like, the first 15 minutes. <laughs> Dude. It's so quick. Like, it's like... like it's... Like, Cobra's... You didn't say which Joes. Yeah. yeah. The ones on the flag, though. <laughs> <laughs> Those ones. <laughs> You're gonna but, watch the movie. You're like, hey, those Joes are on the flag. Uh-oh. Oh, fucking Keith! This again. is like this came out like six years ago, if not more. Like maybe almost <laughs> wow, a decade ago. I yeah. want to hear about Castlevania. Holy anyway, shit. so I'm just saying, like Warren Ellis, good. I think like Warren Ellis is not he's not Garth Ennis. Like he's a good mix of uh, ready to push things to the extreme while loving the source material, and also mm-hmm. and not not too extreme. Like I said, he's not Garth Ennis. Like like Warren Ellis, I think has like like I said like. Uh, What's he'll the push the thing? limits of things, but he loves the source. But he material. loves the source material. He's I not. I will just... admit, I think the only thing I read from him was tra- uh, Transmetropolitan. Yeah, yeah. Transmet's great. Really, and he also yeah. uh, he had what did, what did Warren Ellis do? He had a really solid authority, run. huh? Authority. Yeah, no authority, but he, he's done a good run in mainstream too. At one point, oh yeah, X Men, yeah. Next Wave, yeah. hmm. uh, all, <clears throat> all kinds of. He writes constantly. Anyway, so Castlevania. Yep. Available now on Netflix, which immediately, the first thing you'll notice within the first, like, five to ten minutes is just sort of, like, immediately, like, human humanitizing? 
humanizing humanizing, humanizing. Mm-hmm. they immediately humanize dracula and now you're like oh like i don't hmm. know what to think <laughs> and like and then when they introduce the belmonts the belmonts are kind of jerks and you're like oh. hold on hold on so is he channeling simon belmont from captain and the game Master? oh well, kind, that, kind of in 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 the same in the same way it's not simon okay That's it's not simon, simon it's trevor, trevor. but yeah. it's still like he's like a drunk who kind of really doesn't want to do vampire hunting mm-hmm. like it's so it's not like He's not a buffoon the way like Simon is in Captain. I, Man. I, it was a joke. There but, was a, it would be horrible if that was the case. But they're but they are still kind of like channeling the fact that they're like that they're vampire hunters by like blood, not by yeah, like by blood, by choice, not yeah. by necessarily like actual ambition. You know, like mm-hmm. like the at least the first within the first two episodes, I haven't finished all four. Like within the first two episodes, like Trevor really doesn't seem keen on like on kind of like for various reasons on kind he's, of like he's been him and his family have been excommunicated by yeah. the church as hmm. as heretics and, and well, demon worshippers. Which makes a lot of sense. They use a lot of like creepy magic to fight them vampires. There's a sure. little bit of crossover. Like it's like the height of like, at least the setting, in this setting, it's like the 1600s, whatever, so it's like height of Inquisition-style stuff. So if you're, like, using magic to fight dark magic, still using magic. Still using magic. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, it's pretty, I mean, I guess I don't even want to spoil the first episode too, too much. Cause it what's, is, the, what's the, like, the target audience age range? Because uh, they could go way kid. Or, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. like, it does not way kiddy. Like, when, when <laughs> Dracula and his hordes show up, it's like, what goes full anime violence. Like, cool. just sort of, like, if someone gets eviscerated, it's like, <laughs> and, like just to the North Star Ninja Scroll style. And, and entrails get dragged out and thrown against the wall, and, like, skulls Where'd she get... hide the snake, Scott? Where'd she hide the snake? Yeah, exactly. Like entrails mm-hmm. flying around, or whatever, and it's just like. I, it's and also, you have to love Symphony of the Night. You haven't gotten there, but in, in the fourth episode, there's some platforming going on. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you need what? to love Symphony of the Night, man. Alucard has like barely shown up, and I've watched half of it. You know, like and Alucard is all Symphony of the Night. Nope. If you go to Castlevania Three, Alucard is one of the optional characters that you can pick no. up and play as. But I'm just saying, but but. But what I'm saying is Symphony of the Night is all Alucard. Oh, yeah, so it's like with the show, if Alucard's barely in it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, barely yeah. Symphony of the Night. He's like not it, barely in it. Well, I'm Jeez, saying I finished then, all four episodes. And he shows up more. But you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> Do you want to drag out the spoilers of everything? No, I don't want to spoil too Why much. Why don't you trust me? Don't say Symphony of the Night, man. Because if there's, a, there's no Belmonts in Symphony of the Night. That's also not true. You go and you fight Trevor because Trevor gets t- twisted by Shaft's dark oh, magic and true. you have to fight him to get to the second castle. Yeah. Guys, Symphony of Night, Keith, is where it's at for these four episodes. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so check it out. Yeah, no, hardcore, hardcore, check it out. Like, really super violent uh, when it gets down, but not, like, not excessively. And if you skip the theme and credits, it'll be done in just over an hour. Oh, yeah? For the whole thing. Huh. Yeah, the first episode's like a full 30, whatever. Maybe They're t- all like 22. Yeah, like an hour and a bit. An hour and change to watch okay. the four of them. Okay. I was kind of surprised they didn't. I mean, I guess it just it makes it a little more like quote unquote like bingeable because it's like only four episodes and stuff. But I was like, I was kind of surprised they didn't just release it as a film. Like if it's yeah. you know like just like like okay, you have this hour and a half. Thing. You know what it? You know what it feels like? It feels like um, almost like uh, collect all these figures and get all four episodes <laughs> on DVD like in the packaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're very short. Hmm. But well, the, very good. And I think that's how Resolute came out the first time. Hmm. Like it was with a special pack of collectible figures. Yeah. Weird. You guys said that it was like a, a trial run. So they're doing these four, and then if it works, they're going to do already, a full They've series. already made the order for the rest of it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. day two. 
yeah. of yeah. Netflix. They were just like, numbers are good. We're ordering more. I will yeah. say that we talk about the opening credits. The opening credits are like, the opening credits alone, if you're like a fan of, of Castlevania, you're like, yeah. Like it hits like the tone and art style mm-hmm. of like Castlevania. Is, like, is there like gothic music with fucking metal in, mixed into it? Probably. Well, yeah. I don't know. That was always part of Castlevania. For yeah, like, no, that's the thing. But, like, but I'm just saying, but, like the opening thing. It's like I kind of remember, like, like do 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 do, and like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I don't really remember it. But I was like, it was just, I was like, yep, I'm watching Castlevania. <laughs> like, <laughs> in no way was I like, like the the opening sequence in no way like shocked me. But it just like it fully like entertained the part of me that wanted to see Castlevania. Final question: Does he whip a candle? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he also he does some badass shit with a whip. Like yep. also the best this is like a teeny the teeniest tiniest spoiler in terms of just like a sequence. He's like so Trevor's kind of like a drunk and down on his luck mm-hmm. and whatever and there's like an altercation with someone and it's like someone holding a sword and he's like whips out the whip and it's all like anime like and he's like and you just see the guy's like finger like sails clean <laughs> off and the guy's like screaming and he's like, My finger and Trevor's like, To be fair, I was just trying to knock the sword out of your <laughs> But I'm a little hungover. <laughs> and I was like that's the best. I was just like, that's when I said, like, kind of, that's like a little bit of a Simon Belmonte yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of situation. And I'm like, on board. Like, I was not trying to knock your finger off. And I was like, ah, imagine a whip crack that would take your finger off. It would suck. Like, have you ever tried flicking, like, a full-on bullwhip, like a really big one? Very difficult, they but they put in a ton of hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they, yeah, they said it was like they can pierce skin and stuff. It, it like breaks the speed of sound. That's yeah. what the whip crack is. Is yeah. that the tip of it breaks the speed of sound? Yeah, exactly. So imagine yeah. like at properly aimed, easily for sure. But yeah, thumbs. I would say thumbs up. I mean, you totally. watch the whole thing. I'm I'm not a huge fan of of hyper violence and and cartoons, and it is hyper violent. But the but quality it's done of it, more but it's than made done up to for storytelling it. effect. Like I find like at no point is it ever like lingering. Like like when the when the horde comes down, you're like it it gets maybe a minute or two of it, which is like pretty long on the screen, but it's not just sort of like some anime. You're like, well, this is happening for the next five to 10 minutes. You know, like it's just sort of like, you're like, Oh, this is grisly. And then it's, it's, it's pretty efficient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's storytelling. It it is hyper violent, but it doesn't dwell on the violence. Like, and God damn, is it Castlevania? It's not, it's not just a Belmont fighting a Dracula. It's Castlevania. Like Hmm. it, but looks at the source material and it's just like we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to to get this right. <laughs> Does it make you pause for four minutes while it says what a horrible night to have a curse? <laughs> there is there is a part where you have to take an orb and hold it next to your Wiimote and kneel <laughs> for, for three seconds, for three, nine, ninety seconds in right. order for that thing to look. The tornado yeah. does a fucking word. It's great. I actually beat that game at, at Simon's Quest. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was gonna say. Um, one of the things is like even just like I've been Sarah hasn't been watching it, but I've been like telling her about it to say that like just whatever. You know, you know what watching the the, the series is like. It's like looking at the box art for the first time for the first two games. Mm-hmm. You're just like, fuck, that's cool. Yeah, kind of what watching it is like. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it really captures also I find the later box arts too, like when they kind of hit that style of like everybody being su- like Belmont and like vampire alike, like that super pale like art like it's like not quite like full anime like it was very anime inspired mm-hmm. but like it was a little more somewhere in between it's uh, like gothic yeah like yeah. somewhere kind of in between like anime and gothic and like a little yoshitak uh yo yo amano, amano. a little amano oh yeah 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 that fantasy six box art that was just like way too fucking detailed and like capital a art yeah, you know, yeah, yeah for, exactly for, like, what the, and like the some of the va- like the castlevanias kind of got into that yeah, like yeah. territory too and like the anime style pulls a lot from that 
but yeah so but just even just describing like what uh, dracula's like impetus for vengeance is to like sarah it's so good because like even sarah who's not watching the show has never played castlevania is just sort of like to the people of uh wakovia it's wallachia 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 to the people Marvel. of <laughs> right get your the, geek in order <laughs> damn the people of wallachia and i'm just sort of like they like they do x John, do you know how good it makes me feel to be the video game reference <laughs> This and conversation totally taking so control. You're I just I sat in the sun so much this week. <laughs> <laughs> the people of we're Wallachia. talking about old video games. <laughs> You're so older good. than I am. <laughs> no, this is my forte. <laughs> These are games that were on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> Means that you're still playing them. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> look, look. Super Castlevania is fucking the best of the side-scroller Castlevanias, right? In terms of just like it's like a raw platformy action one. The fucking controls are well, tight as yeah, hell. Cause... The music is amazing. The fucking whip flick that you can let it out in front of you and flick it around. It's a brilliant, simple yeah, yeah. side-scroller game. <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna say because yeah, Symphony is Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah, like it's a it's, Metroidvania. It's very different. Yeah, it's not not as linear. Yep. Uh, but yeah, but so anyway, so just describing the what what the people of Wallachia do to inspire Dracula's vengeance. Like Sarah is just sort of like, why would they do that? Why would they still be there a year later? <laughs> you're just sort of like, man, they're so dumb. Like the the totally the whitest kids you know. Like you're just like watching it. and You're like, now you fucked up. <laughs> now you fucked up. <laughs> like and then when like. Episode one, when Dracula like arrives, don't like, spoil it. I'm gonna go I'm saying when watch Dracula arrives in full power, you're like, now you fucked up. <laughs> like it's just like, you know it. It's great. Done told you. Yeah, but it's great because it does that thing where you're like, you as a fan know like what Castlevania <laughs> Dracula is about. Like, because like Sarah's like, oh, like I didn't know Dracula had those powers, and I was like, he doesn't. But like Castlevania Dracula is like basically a god, mm-hmm. like essentially, like at full power. He's a D&D level 20 vampire. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's it. He's not like, I have, you know, like a few... Like, He's not a Bram Stoker dragon. Yeah, I have a few thralls and I can like do some like low level charm. He's like, I have raised an army of thousands. <laughs> and yeah. you're just like, oh no, this is... You guys messed up. You got on the wrong side of Castlevania Dracula. <laughs> anyway, A+. Mm-hmm. I would uh, say it's super, super fun. There's no reason not to watch it if you've ever... Well, even your anything. your wife watched it. Yeah, Riss watched it start yeah. to finish. Was like, damn, hmm. more. damn, more. Yeah. Anything else, you guys? Watching TV wise? I spent the whole week in the woods at uh, La Verandrie, and then uh, this weekend I had no internet because a uh, lightning blew up my modem. So how does that happen? I mean, like that's like to me is like Back to the Future situation where he's like lightning hits a thing and goes like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> so like, what what is the actual? I had that? a super old ass modem, and yeah. then lightning did hit. Like somewhere, like really, really near the house on the Saturday, just as I was like walk, going out the door to, the, to to go camping. Okay. And I don't know, electricity surge in the thing. And this this modem apparently is like known for it. The guy, the guy when I was doing the tech support thing, he was like, "Give me the model number." He's like, "Oh yeah, that one's really vulnerable for it. I'm just gonna ship you a new one." Fun, great story, John. Anyway, how's uh, camping been, though? Just real quick. I mean, camping? Like, it's fucking about. amazing. So um, we went up to La Verandrie, which is actually a wildlife reserve. Okay. Super fucking expensive. CPAC is the, the, the like Quebec government organization that monitors our national parks and our wildlife reserves. Mm-hmm. They charge fucking $18 a day per head per night. Okay. okay. Just to be in the park. Then we had two canoes. So that's 30 bucks a night per canoe. So that's 60 bucks a night for that. And then on top of that, if you wanted to fish in there, if you just want to fish for one fucking day, it's $20 a day. And you also have to buy the provincial license. So you, sp- you spend $30 for the year for your provincial fishing license, and then you have $20 a day on top of this. It's like, 
fucking so like for four people you're talking about around a grand i guess a little over less. a grand yeah. Yeah, yeah and then on top of that we rented the car you know so so it was more just like i feel like going to going to the woods should be fucking cheap as hell anyway so we were bitching about the price but it was amazing all the all the trails were super well manicured the sites were lovely the weather was insane we ate perfectly fresh fish like caught an hour before and then into the fucking plate two hours later wonderful time yeah yep. that's super cool yep. like i said it is kind of a bummer about the price like yeah. I get, like you know like it's it's you kind of think if you're like, oh, camping to save some money. Exactly. And then you're yeah. like, wait, I could have, you know, done Mexico, a, Mexico yeah. for a thousand dollars. You know, I mean, maybe not a thousand dollars for people, but no, like, no, no, but no. like, so well, if you the, took cut off, you could basically cut that in half, I guess. If you it's just, one. it's a shame for National Park that costs so much more than like a privately owned campground. Yeah. Yeah. Part, part of the deal, I think, is that the lakes are like. I don't know if they're stocked or if they're just like, this is just like the perfect fishing spot in the world. But if you're like an amazing fisher, you could go in and come out every day with 20 big ass fish. So like I get charging 20 bucks a day if it's like that level of fishing possible. But for me, like I, I bought the, I bought the yearly license and then I brought a, a rod and I was like, whatever, I'm just going to throw the line a few times. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but yeah. I don't want to get whatever the $400 fine from, yeah. from the park rangers. So but yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying, but as like, I really feel that like all the prices that you're describing should be like cut in half. Something like that. You know, because yeah. I'm just sort of like a campsite for people to be almost 80 bucks a night. That's like a lot. Like a four for a four-person campsite. Like, I, I mean, like Sarah and I, uh, when we went out to the Maritimes and we were road tripping, staying at, like you said, like privatized campsites and stuff. Yeah. Like if you wanted a campsite with no power, which I'm assuming in a national park, it's a no power camp plot. Oh, dude. The, the toilets were, were like a barrel that the lid had a hole cut into it. Yeah. Like yeah, it was, exactly. This was it. Rusty. So it's like yeah. a no power camp spot was 15 to 20 bucks a night. And that was, I think like four to six people could go. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, that seems right. And I was like, on a provincial campsite, yeah, like 40 bucks a night for the group. Like if you're f- four people, you know, so you're like, oh, 10 bucks a person. You sure. know, just like not that. Not like so bad. Somewhere close to half of almost 20 bucks a person per night is nuts. Cause you're not like, it's your two tenths. You know, yeah. like it's just sort of like two little tents in there. You're like, that's worth eighty dollars. Like, you can get Airbnbs cheaper than that for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> okay, so weird. while we were there, we were, we were going to do two huge portages, and then like we're we're like paddling up to it, and there's like maybe ten boats that are this big mess, and there's all these kids screaming at each other in French, and we're like, what is going on here? And there was a, like a tr- a troop that had come in from Paris that had twenty canoes had. I don't know, like 60 kids scattered up all over about a kilometer of Portage Trail. And they're like, it's a total fucking gong show because the whatever counselors that they had had no idea what they were doing. And the kids were all running around screaming, bumping into each other, dropping shit. Oh, putain! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mon and and they, all have, they all have little little discmans and they're playing like loud rap music as they're going by. And, they, and they're like, they're obviously taking six hours to do this kilometer worth of Portage or whatever. And then me and my brother are just like, we get there, we're kind of, you know, we've done canoe yeah, camping a few done, times. Yeah. So it's like, boom, canoe goes on the back, pop, 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 you run on the trail, you come back, you get your gear. It's like, like, up and down, up and down, and then you move to the next one. Yeah. And they, like, they thought we were fucking crazy wilderness gods. They all stopped and were like, what? It's just, he, he's alone carrying the boat? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's kind of awesome. But Dude. can you imagine the money for these kids, these kids' parents flew them across the Atlantic and then sent them to this SAPAC that we're bitching about the price for being there. Yeah. Like, there's uh, money. Maybe there was a grant there. Maybe. Like... When, yeah, I, was might in, be like a when I was in school, they sent me up to the, the Lower North Shore in Blanc huh. And they were just like, you're going to go experience another part of Quebec. And it was like a $1,200 airplane ticket in 1990. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah, they, sent, a, they sent 12 of us up there with, with a Yeah, a like a Quebec like, tourism cool. something, something mm-hmm. or whatever, like a school education thing. Like maybe they send a group of uh, Quebec kids over to Paris to like do yeah, an exchange kind of stuff. Or like huh. They go see the Alps or something. 
the French Alps. Yeah. Well, it was it was mosquito fucking hell, and those kids were angry about mosquitoes. Ah, c'est que ça les mystiques. Yep. I get to make fun of the French because they cannot say my name. Ah, uh, c'est Kif. <laughs> Kate. Kate. No, 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 that's French Québécois. The, they can't do the... French Québécois, TH becomes a hard T. French France becomes an F. Like, I've experienced it numerous times. Kate <laughs> or Kate in Québécois. French, it's almost always... Ah, uh, ça, ça, ça se prononce comment? Kif. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't even know what's worse. Like, Get in there, Kif, and investigate. But apparently, I found this out from Kif, someone... prepare from my life France. <laughs> a few people, and a few people have told me, though, is that apparently, like... I can't remember the exact translation, but like "sekif" means like all good, like huh. or like all clear. So they're like it's actually not that terrible. Just sort of like it's like it's all good. Like do we have plans? Oh yeah, it's cool. Like unless it's Captain Zap Brannigan, right? Yeah, and then it's Kif. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Kif, I've made it with a woman. Notify the men. <laughs> uh, so movie time. Yeah, movie time. I mean, John, you're watching a whole bunch of movies. I should give a plug to the other thing that you're doing with the website. What do you mean? Fantasia. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Stay tuned for the other website I don't, stuff. I don't want to talk about that. I know you don't want to talk stuff. about them, but you can talk about the fact that you are doing Fantasia oh, yes. things on Defy.cc. I sure am. Yeah. Where could you find those podcasts? Yeah, exactly. Your podcasts, written reviews, whatever they're doing. We're doing written reviews. We're mostly doing written reviews. First off, like I was going to do a whole bunch of podcasting, but we I did not have internet at home this yeah, yeah. whole weekend, so that was just not possible. But it's good to have, I think there's still like 20 days left of the festival. There's a lot of days. <laughs> and there's a lot of good movies. There's, there's been some fun stuff, so I'm... Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So go to the website to read some of John's thoughts. Actually, hold on. Wait, wait. I want to talk about one. This one's going get to a, get, a, get a wider release. And ghost it's story? fucking... Yeah, a ghost story. And yeah. it's like fucking bonkers. You hear anything about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read about it. I saw the trailer and all that stuff. Yeah. Casey okay. Affleck so, is a ghost. Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara are this, this like happy, loving couple. Casey Affleck gets killed, comes back as a ghost, and then the, the rest of the movie is kind of de- him dealing with grief and loss and trying to move on as a ghost. Twist. Does he, does he inhabit Whoopi Goldsberg's body no. at any point? No, that there's, would be there's cool. nothing spooky about it. It's no. just like the prison of sadness. Okay. It's like it's kind of like, I guess, like what the way Alex come? Rose described it was this is a movie where if you really, really hate your life and you think that, like, death would be a release, this movie is like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is, is not. This is kind of the big twist of the film, is that Casey Affleck wears a big, like, a sheet over his body with, like, holes cut out in the eyes, right? So, like, there's a scene at the start, and it's like, this This is, like, setting up the, the what kind of a movie you're about to see. Rooney Mara has just been to his funeral. She comes back into the house. He's already in the house because he came back from the, the, the hospital, and now he's a ghost, and he's, like, watching her. She finds a pie that's on the counter, and then, like, start the clock in your mind, okay? She looks at the pie. She eats the pie. Mm, has a little bite. It's pretty good. The camera on this shot is, like, way far back, so you can't really get a good, good look at her face. And then there's Casey Affleck standing there watching her doing all this perfectly fucking still. Like, there's no expression on his face because it's a big, dumb sheet, and he's just standing there watching her. She has a bite, okay? She has another bite, okay? She decides she wants to eat the pie. She sits down on the floor. Okay, this is the one cut in the scene, and then now now it's just a steady shot of her eating the pie. Four and a half minutes later, she finishes the pie, and then she's, like, eating too much in all, in all of her shame and whatever, and she gets up and runs into the bathroom and then throws up in the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but the whole time, Casey Affleck is just standing there, so it's just a, a girl eating pie with a, go- a guy in a, in a sheet watching her for five the, fucking minutes. In, in, in the... In the um 
what do you call it, like the press release for this film. Yeah. So like an extended like four minute scene of like Rooney Mara eating a pie, each bite an expression of her grief. Well, that's the thing. Like <laughs> like I'm I'm there laughing because it's fucking dumb, and then and then you like okay now I have to think about this, and then you're like oh shit she's probably feeling really fucking bad, and then and then you laugh again, and then you're like she's still going and she's getting more intense about it, and you start feeling for her, and then and then you look at the ghost and he hasn't made a single motion this whole fucking time, and you start feeling for him, and there's no way that he's emoting. You're like projecting it onto him but it's so it's so patient like it forces you to go there I, yeah. it was so smart and like this is not a movie that's like exciting thrill fucking ride but it's definitely everybody I talked to who saw it is like it's the only thing they were thinking about for three days later like it's yeah. really good yeah. really really fucking good I can't good. imagine that with like with Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck this isn't at least not getting like an art house release I'm sure like it's gotta find it's gonna find a way to wider release just because yeah. it, it's so thought provoking well it's thought provoking but with also like I recognize a Hollywood star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Recognizable star cast. Like it's not like a not like a B-rate cast. But anyway, yeah, yeah. That was I heard a high like a early highlight going into yeah. it, and then yeah. and a lot of people that saw it like they're like it's not really a full Fantasia like whoa like other than other than there is a ghost, but it's not a ghost movie even yeah. though it's called a ghost story. Yeah, it's it's really about grief. Yeah, like yeah. I, I even kind of picked out there's like a bunch of scenes as time goes on, he kind of like disconnects from time and gets lost, and I kind of got the impression he was doing like a seven stages of grief kind of theme through the okay. movie but I don't know a lot of people in line for other movies disagreed with me so yeah. I might be might oh. be wrong about that Warrants other anyway a lot of Fantasia shit coming up check the site Yay. lots of postings nice yep. I saw Edgar Wright's Baby Driver Ooh. it was good yeah the end no <laughs> moving, I, on. Uh, moving on moving on uh, so I mean like I, I don't think I could be more, I, I don't think I could be more hyped for a movie than I was for Baby Driver, in a sense. <laughs> like, in a really, really long time. Because, uh, so what happened was, I saw the trailer, and I liked it. And I was like, cool, Edgar Wright's making a movie. And he was saying, this is a project that he's been thinking about a long time. And, like, apparently, he, like, he first conceived it even, like, before Shaun of the Dead. Like, hmm. just kind of, like, doing a heist thing. So there's, like, a really early... Is the, is the driver actually a baby, or is he merely young? His he's baby. named Baby. Okay. His name is Baby. Yes, right. the driver's name is Baby. I'm sorry, carry on. Anyway. They say that in the trailer. Yeah, I didn't see What's her name? Baby. Like, Baby Baby? B-A-B-Y, <laughs> Baby. Like when he orders coffee. Mm-hmm. Four coffees for Baby. <laughs> like, anyway. So, um, and then I got, like, I was like, okay, the trailer looks kind of cool. And then um, Run the Jewels and Danger Mouths say what? did a song for it. Mm-hmm. And the song was super cool. And then that had me, like, looking into the soundtrack. And then the soundtrack was, like, amazing. Like, it's all this, like, mm-hmm. old kind of, like, a lot of, like, Motown stuff all over it and then <clears throat> the like reveal i guess of the movie that i kind of knew even before going in was that for whatever reason which i'll explain in a second the character listens to music constantly so every single scene is choreographed to music wow it's and then you watch it and that alone is just like bananas it doesn't get tiresome i heard it, the sound it, editing was insane like yeah, gunfights are time because it doesn't like, get tired exactly that's it right. so it's like on like the drums is like it's not like it's so subtle that like it takes you almost every time they have a different song it takes you a few seconds to like catch what's happening to the music like at one point there's a part where he's like running and his steps are kind of on the offbeat like and you're just sort of like it kind of makes you anxious because you like you want him to be on beat, sort of. Like, huh. he is on beat. Like, it's very weird. Like, yeah, it, the the sound, like, mixing and editing is insanity. Outstanding cast? Yeah, outstanding cast. It's um, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey plays, like, the uh, the mastermind, the heist mastermind. And then the rest of the crew is John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, 
the newcomer guy, the guy who plays Baby, is very good. John Bernathal. Yeah. And John Bernathal, the Punisher. John Bernathal. Yeah, he's in it for like five seconds. He's not in the full He's in the credit. That's it, because there's three heists. I'm just saying there's three heists, and uh, Kevin Spacey never uses the exact same crew at the same time. So, like, some of those characters come and go. Like, John Bernathal is... Mm -hmm. He's important in one of the heists, but then he's, by default, can't be in exactly the same same crew twice. So, yeah, they do three different heists. It has some problems. Uh, I would say the biggest issue that I had with it was the fact that they kind of, like, especially because it's Edgar Wright and you, I mean, I guess you sort of imagine that he's better than some people like he paints this story that it has like has like the gimmick for it is beautiful all the car action sequences are amazing the 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 driving is a lot a lot like um like reminiscent of like the original like taxi film Mm -hmm. like like don't think fast and like but don't think fast and the furious where like cars are flipping and skidding and whatever you're like all of this driving seems like possible right you know like you're like nobody is a superpower driver like for instance like He's a really good driver, and he's, like, the best driver, like, the crime world has ever seen, but he'll still, like, get some fender benders and, like, ding up the car, you know? Because you're like, yeah, you don't actually squeal in and out of traffic at 100 miles an hour without, like, boom, and, like, kind of, like, yeah. and then, like, and then shift and then pass, you know? And it's, like, so, like, cool, like, really, really top-notch driving, which is kind of cool because I think the movie had, like, a budget of under $50 million. So right. for a movie, like, a heist movie with three action sequences that all involve car chases... In today's day and age, to a be, crazy soundtrack and a bunch of big name stars. Yeah, to yeah. be like clock that in. I'm sure they, a lot of them got scale on it. It was an Edgar Wright flick, but like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like you don't think of like when you see like the budget of like Fast and the Furious is like a 300 million dollar budget. Yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like, it's not that. Yeah, it's not that. But the car scenes are like as engaging in a way. Like you're hmm. like super into it. But yeah, I say the issues that they have is that because it is like so slick, they like they don't take enough time in certain ways with the characters, hmm. and then you're sort of like. These characters make some decisions that you're like, you don't really know why. They would do it like a point. There's a point at the end of the film where like one character has been portrayed one way the entire film and then just suddenly like does like a hard left turn being like, okay, like I will help you. Even though there's like no... Like, I was, fucking like, hate that. Like a single... I've, I've heard other people say that too. Yeah. Who like, are not super stickly for movies and they're just like, huh. And then the writing demanded that this happen. Yeah, and, and it's so weird because they take a lot of time with other, like, extenuous stuff that, like, doesn't seem necessary. Like, like a single line of dialogue of a guy being like, do you know how I, like, ended up in crime, whatever? Like, I was in love once. And, this like, is and special blah, blah, blah. for me for this and reason. And then, no, no, no. Yeah. And then you'd be like, huh. And you'd take, like, five seconds. And you'd be like, neat. And then you'd have a, that turn at the end. You're like, oh, we know it because he's a softie. Right. You know? Like, or whatever. You're just like a lot. Maybe lock. it got cut. There's, like, that one scene. But, it, that, but minute, it's super you know? weird because it almost clocks at two hours. Wow. Like, uh, and maybe there is a super long three-hour yeah, cut of Baby right. Driver. But at two hours, it felt a little long. And right. it's weird that it simultaneously felt a little long. And then you felt like there was, like, some stuff missing. But like, why I should care about some of these people? Huh. It's uh, yeah, I would say just like absolutely recommendable. Like, go see it. It's like just like, for the editing and the performances hmm. and the like, the fun of the driving and stuff. It's like it hits, it hits like popcorn bubblegum, like five stars, like in that regard. But then if you're just sort of like you sit there and you think about, it, you're like, yeah, what? Like, Sometimes it's okay to not think too hard about the thing you're looking at. Well, yeah, but like, you know? but like, but but like, for instance, like that one of the that um that critique that like Scott pointed out, like Sarah had that same thing. Scott was like, Sarah was like watching it and she was like, what? Like, <laughs> you know, like, like you gotta like, that's a, a swing and a miss. If you, not to say like Sarah is not like well, hard watching, but like for you to be in the movie and like literally be like, what, you know, yeah. like you're like, that's a miss. 
Like, that's not I'm overanalyzing it in the parking lot afterwards. It was, like, as it happens, Yep. you have yep. that, like, yep. head snap back, like, why did that Why did that just happen on, right. the, th- on the screen? But anyway, it's still very, very strong. I'm sure uh, we'll, when we get to ranking, it's going to be pretty high. Cool. It's better than Star Wars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Scott, you watched, like, a gazillion things, right? Yeah, I watched, like, five movies since the last time we, we sat down and, and podcasted. Um, let's see. We'll do these in, in order, I think, of things that we have less to talk about to things we have a lot to talk about. Okay. I watched a movie called Solace on Netflix. Solace? Okay. Solace, starring Colin Farrell and Anthony Hopkins. So, it's like I, don't know what this, thing, I don't know what this movie yeah. is about, but and now that you kind of like said it a few times, I understand it's S-O-L-A-C-E. Yeah. Uh, but in my head, it was like Solace. Like, and I was like, like the film Saw. The prequel to but Saw. With no Saw. That was like literally what my brain. It's saw. Do you want to play a game? No. Okay. Think about what you've done. Be a good person. Like just allowed to freely leave. I mean, I guess that was off-putting. It's amazing nobody said that before. Exactly. Okay, so Solace. The FBI main character guy, who is the dad from. Uh, Supernatural. Okay. What's his name? You just never, never watched nope, Supernatural. Didn't watch the, Supernatural. The, the comedian in uh, uh, Edward. No. No. Uh, Watchman. Watchman. Yeah. There we go. That guy. Yep. He's an FBI agent, and he's like, I can't solve this case. This case is hard. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Damn. So he calls, he calls in his old friend, Psychic Anthony Hopkins. Hmm. Okay. And Psychic Anthony Hopkins is like, we can work this. And the serial killer is going around. They're like, we can't tie it together. We don't know what's going on. Boom, the serial killer is also psychic. He's killing people who are about to die very painful, long, drawn-out cancer deaths. And that's why he's killing them, to save their, their family from watching them waste away in the hospital. But now He's just mercy killing. But now the psychic serial killer feels like he's going to die soon, too. So he wants someone else to take over. So he set this whole thing up. To meet to the other. To flush out a new psychic murderer. Huh. And or a, new, a new psychic, I guess. What's the word I'm looking for? protege except it's anthony hopkins and he's like 50 years older than him it's weird uh except there's a chase scene which is amazing because both of the people in the chase scene are psychic so they're talking to each other even though they're like 20 blocks away Hmm. it's very interesting don't give up now no you don't want to turn left think about it this sounds like like a film that is in danger of being too clever for itself like it's 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 like piling on too many ideas uh, it kind of holds your hand until it gets there. Okay. Like, you don't... Yeah, it, it works. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, don't have a whole lot to say about it, other than it was better than what the poster made it out to be on Netflix. Mm. Was like, mm. All right. That was good. Uh, I watched another movie called The Long Goodbye. It's okay. directed by uh, Robert Altman, who you know from directing MASH. It's a the Long crazy... Goodbye. It's really, really, like, the name rings about Starring Elliot Gould. It's a Philip Marlowe movie but instead of being set in the 50s uh film noir private investigator movie it's mm-hmm. set in the debauchery of the 70s hollywood hmm. and uh the the whole theme that altman was going for is what happens if a good person lived in a time where everyone was awful hmm. and robert altman was kind of a crazy person anyways he would kind of just let people go and do whatever okay and uh, there's this great scene of Elliot Gould, Philip Marlowe, in on the beach with this other guy who's a, a when, suspect. When was this? 1970. Okay. 
And this was filmed in 1970? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Young, young Elliot Gould. Like, okay. I snarky Elliot Gould. Got it. Who is Elliot Gould? Uh, Ocean's Eleven is one of the... Which one is he? The old financier who has oh, the house coat and the slippers and the big gold sunglasses. Uh, uh, Goldman or something. He's like the... He like guy? Saul? Saul, yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah. Not, not that old. He's the one who, like... And the other guy, he stole my casino, and now I'm out for revenge. Now I'm going to finance you. You go get your crew together. Get them back hmm. for me. Hmm. That guy. That okay. guy. He played Monica's dad on Friends. Yes. Okay. He's actually he's, he's great in, in this movie. Okay. But there's a scene where he's, he's interviewing this guy. He's like a suspect. He's like, sit down and drink with me. Behind the scenes, this guy was so drunk and stoned, Altman didn't know what to do. And he was just like, you just... Just go. Uh-huh. Do whatever. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that scene was the best scene in the movie. I was like, <laughs> I was riveted. I have no idea. Those people look so tense with each other. It's because one of them is six foot four and hammered off his ass. <laughs> Might kill Elliot Gould. And Elliot Gould is also like, I don't know what's happening. And I'm really nervous. Hmm. Very her. Cool. Uh, it's got that long 70s drama thing yeah. to it. It's just like... Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. I get I yeah, no, I get it. Not really selling no. this thing. Uh except for that scene. That scene sounds great. That scene mm-hmm. was great. But yeah. like I mean, have you seen a movie like The French Connection or yeah. Andromeda Bullet. Strain or yeah. Bullet? There's like a period of time where those action movies would just it would still be okay. really slow. Okay. Andromeda Strain is not an action. You know I mean, what I mean? I read That's the book. Sci fi action action thriller action sure, drama sure. where they would just like we're gonna really slow things down now hmm. I mean like throwing happens. it back to throwing it back to Romero Day of the Dead is like that like Dawn is very fast but Day is you're like slow. whoa yeah. like you're like what is what's going on with Day of the Dead <laughs> you know like, like Rocky you can sit there and watch Rocky and you're just like yeah boxing fight man it takes an hour to get there I, I, like, I don't think I ever actually finished Rocky like, it was slow yeah. Rocky's just so what delicious. else? What else you have yeah. on the on the Scott uh, movie train? I watched TMNT, the fully animated 2002 version. Of the one TMNT. you and I saw in theaters and really enjoyed. It was so good. <laughs> I watched it again with what Archer. What comes after the colon on this one? It's nothing. It's not even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's the just TMNT. TMNT. Yeah. Huh. TMNT 20, 2006? 2002, I think. Two. Yeah. Jeez, we're old. Yep. Yeah. I watched it with my boy. He got a little bored. Uh, he wanted more Ninja Turtle action. God damn, that movie is did, good. Did you just say he wanted more Ninja Scroll action? Ninja, Ninja Turtle. Turtle. Okay. Ninja Turtle that's, action. That's good. This movie this like movie does my favorite thing in the whole wide world of TMNT lore and history. Was opening credits is there were there was the Shredder, then there were Ninja Turtles, they beat the Shredder, and now our movie begins. Right. And you're like, Thanks. God, I did good. not need to see that again. Yep. I've like read that in a million comics, seen that on the cartoon show, seen that on the live action movie. Like, how, like do you, like Spider Man? Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like we know how Ninja Turtles happened, and it's just like opening credits is like like a little sketch sequence or whatever. And you're, I was like, got it. And they're like, and now a new adventure. You know? I, I actually remember when this thing came out. We yeah. all talked about how how it was fun, and it was great that they skipped all that shit. Yeah, yep. they skipped yep. all the shit, and just and it's they fight. It's kind of. Uh, like throwback to a lot of the OG Eastman and Laird stuff. It's like they fight like monsters from another dimension, straight up. Which mm-hmm. is Karai is in charge of the Foot Clan. Yeah, it's great. Hmm. Yep. It just moves on at such a nice clip, and it tells a different story. How does it... the animation hold up? Okay, because okay. it's so stylized. Right. Because mm. right. that was it. Because I I remember that like the 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 the, the Raph uh, Leo fight 
in the in the rain was like when yeah. I like, when I saw it I was like oh this is like this is like one of those fights that like you would dream of as a kid <laughs> you know like you're like imagine if I was like if they actually throw down yeah exactly yeah. like if two Ninja Turtles like actually throw down and it's like about something serious and you're like what the writing the writing still holds up there yeah. there is actual interpersonal drama between the characters that makes sense from uh, the the situations they're put yeah. in uh, it's rewarding at the ends the the bad guy isn't is actually three-dimensional as well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like He's not just out to dominate the world. There's like a reason why he's doing the things he does, and you kind of empathize with him. Hmm. It's great. I love that movie. It's really good. Hey, plus, I'm glad, it, I'm glad to know it holds up, because I've always had like a special a special place in my heart for that version of TMNT. It's like, it's, from memory, it is literally my, fir- my favorite non-comic TMNT adaptation. It's got that Mask of the Phantasm kind of vibe to it. Yeah. You're just like, you're just doing it right. Yeah. Hmm. You know? Nailed it. Like I said, like, I, I like the first Ninja Turtle movie, like the live action. It was dark. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. It was a great but, movie. But it was like, but it's eh, like, you know, it was like very good, but I would like, I'd rank TMNT above it. Like, it'd probably be like TMNT, then the first Ninja Turtle action movie, then... Four fans, but for someone who's not into Ninja Turtles, the live action one is better. Oh. Uh. Just because the, the origin story is done well, mm-hmm. the characters are spelled Maybe. out better, the... You have to fight with Shredder yeah. once. Like I said, they'd, they'd be yeah, exactly. That's it. If you've never seen a Shredder fight, it's kind of like kind of tough. But then it would probably be the cartoon, then maybe the second movie, and then I don't know. The rest of it just sort of like flitters out in terms of like the one with the girl, the one with the girl. Didn't they make a? Oh, that was four. That was yeah. oh, the TV four. series. Yeah, there, yeah, it was like a reboot Venus. of the TV. series. They made a reboot. Of the, they made a live action TV series yeah. with Venus de Milo. Yes, yeah, the, yeah, the fifth Ninja Turtle. And then also yeah, exactly. Then there the was, new the new there series. was three where the turtles in time. That was rough. That's they, a rough movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The new the new TV series is also really good. Other movies I saw. Uh, this one I think we can talk about a little bit because I rewatched uh, Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy. Ooh. You said we remembered it wrong, and the fact that we liked it. Yeah, because I really. <laughs> I, we talked about this a bit before we plugged in. Um, I was very disappointed in how this movie has aged, and I feel like. I understand now why the movie studios were so hesitant to give it a sequel and were never going to give it a third one. Because hmm. this first movie is deeply flawed. I liked the second one better. That's like... I'm I'm going to go watch the second one yeah. again because of how flawed this first one was. Because I, like, I will tell you my, from my memory perception of what I felt the first Hellboy was, was like a clash of what Hellboy is and what Guillermo del Toro is. And then they kind of like spoof. Okay. Hold on, hold on. But there's a, there's a third element that's at the top that is studios wanting Hollywood to make, money. Yeah, Hollywood wanting to make like an approachable action film and not understanding that Hellboy is about negative space. It's mm-hmm. about like slow, dark builds on. And stuff. then Guillermo del Toro being about like intricate fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. like and like not the eye uh, when I when they were like I remember I think it was Kristen. I want to say. Yep. So who was like super excited. They're like, Guillermo del Toro for Hellboy. She was like a big Hellboy fan. And I was like, like she was a bigger Hellboy fan than me. And I was like, are you sure? I'm like, I kind of like Guillermo del Toro a lot. But I'm like, that's not the guy who like has the eye to bring like dark and negative spaces. Like think like Pan's Labyrinth. It's very dark, but there's like so many like intricate, like visible details. Whereas you said, Hellboy is like a lot of panels are like two colors. Yeah. You know, like that's like the look of the art style of like. Well, there, there's a complete lack of anything creepy in yeah. this movie. And that's, like, you kind of remember some of this stuff, and it's not creepy when it's on screen. Hmm. Like, oh, it's like a bummer, because Pan's Labyrinth, 
Like, yeah, yeah. Like, he could, he had could the creep it up. Yeah. 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 Even Blade Two, like there was some like uh, yeah, yeah moments. Not not there in Hellboy at all. Hmm. Um, the thing you remember hating about it, Agent Myers, the point of view character. Yeah. It's not it's not, not terrible. Yeah. I didn't I just kind of blanked him out on my memory. Right. I mean like I didn't hate it. Like I didn't even hate him. He's not terrible. The casting is fine. Ron Perlman is casting Hellboy is spectacular. Is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was Abe um what's his face? Miles Crane. Yeah. It was Abe. Yeah. David High Pierce. David yeah. High Pierce. Yeah. Uh, and Selma Blair as uh Liz Sherman is fine. Mm-hmm. John Hurt as Professor Broom. Oh, he was great. I love John Hurt. Fine. Yeah. And then he fights uh, Cthulhu at the end, right? That's yeah, he fights Cthulhu at the end and blows him up with a bunch of grenades. And I was like, okay. Hmm. Um, the the weird resurrection hound that they fight throughout the movie is always bad. Every scene he's in, you're just like, that is not interesting, not terribly threatening, and I just want it to end. Hmm. And they fight him like four times, those resurrection, resurrection hounds. Fun. It's not great. Though the weird clockwork Nazi does not age well, is not super interesting on screen again. I remember liking him. Right? That was kind of cool. Yeah, no, he kind of, you're like, when you watch what he does, and that's cut up a bunch of BPRD agents, you're like, you have done nothing. You have not. That was not intimidating. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. You you killed Professor Broom. Like, okay. Um, Rasputin is, is not creepy enough. Is not threatening enough and in the end when he just kind of gives up and dies. Do you think it was because they, especially at that era of filmmaking, that they were really, really scared to go above like PG? Like, do you know what I mean? I don't, I can't even imagine that because there's like a weird constant making Hellboy seem like a kitteny puffball from the start to the finish. It's, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But that might have been here. Give him a candy bar. It's yeah. it's then. Oh, he eats lots of pancakes. Oh, look, he he's writing kittens. love letters and and crumpling them up. He really likes kittens. He's eating milk and cookies on the roof with a kid while he's watching Liz on a date. Like he's just so. No, but that's what I'm saying. But like, but that might have been when, when when John talks about it, like the the third directive or whatever, yeah. like of just being like, there's no way. I don't know what the rating was or whatever, but like, there's no way we can go hard with the rating on this business. Like, I don't even think they had. They don't to. even try yeah. to make him look tough, though. Even like when he's fighting, he's doing well, Spider-Man. But, but no, but but yeah. but but the thing is, though, or at least my my like just like thinking about this is like the reality of it. If kids ask too many questions, they have to deal with the fact that the hero of this movie is a demon. Do you know what? That's a that's, that's an the actual point. plot point. I, I, yeah. I understand that, but I'm saying, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, like I'm thinking like big big budget like Hollywood board of directors, uh, yeah. being like, we need to make sure that he's a lovable character. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because if like it's it's, I get what you're saying. It's three people. I'm, I'm not saying it was a good want, idea, Scott. I'm saying how we got to where we did and don't want the pizza that the other two people want, each getting to pick a topping. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then you get a bad pizza. You get a bad pizza, and this is a bad movie. Everybody it's gets sad. to choose their favorite the, topic. The <laughs> frenetic pace is what really bothered me about it, that it was always like, go, 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 action, 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 fast, fast, fast. And, and is like, the big plant in this one or in Golden Army? The big what? Plant? That's in Golden Army. Okay. Because mm-hmm. that was the one part I didn't kind of like about Golden Army. Yeah, that's the one part that sticks out as the big dumb thematic as, as the first movie is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really, I looked back on it with rose-colored glasses. I thought, like, I'm going to add this movie. I'm going to have some more yeah, comic book movies. It's, yeah. it's not fun. Huh. Yeah. I did Man. not like it. 
And the last movie I watched this, dun, dun, this week, dun, just last dun, night, dun, was dun. the goddamn Terminator. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, dun, shit, dun, dun, that movie was good. <laughs> exactly the the like palate cleanser I needed after Hellboy. <laughs> after Hellboy, I was like, please let this be good. 1984. That was a long time ago. Nah. And there's some weird makeup effects at one or two scenes in the movie. Mm. Could you guys uh, remember the date of Die Hard? Was this pre or post Die Hard? Pre. Post. Pre. Pre. Very much free. Die Hard is 86. Because I remember huh. this one being very slow-paced, but very, like, good, you know? There's there's a thing, like, when there's downtime in the movie, um, Reese will start to remember, and they'll cut back to fucking giant tanks and Terminators crushing skulls and right. laser blasts a lot. Like, that happens way more than you remember about the, the first Terminator. Where mm-hmm. was this? Because this is, one is, it's Cameron, right? It's Cameron. Written, like, directed. I'm just saying, yeah. But I'm like, where was this in his career? Early. Yeah, I, like I'm pre, aware. Pre-Aliens. Well, definitely yeah. pre-Aliens. Cause, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, what else had he done? Because I was like, if you're talking about, like, a debut or, like, a close to debut, this is, like, a pretty solid home run for, like, a dude. Cameron was fucking nonstop out of the park, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that boy made a lot of money for Hollywood. I'll look it up, Scott, while you talk us about. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it's very- Highlights. How, how, is, how is Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because I find there's, like, there's a thing that happens, especially with, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. Like, it's a little bit where you go back in time. And Before because we know English. how they ended up, they kind of look almost they like they've become so hard like a parody of themselves. Like I find like Rocky is kind of you're like because I know Sylvester Stallone. It's harder to watch Rocky. It's harder to watch Rocky. Yeah. Like does that sort of uh, go down? Fun fact: uncredited, um, like cameo, like extra almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schwarzenegger's in the Long Goodbye. He plays huh. one of the the monsters, <laughs> muscle dudes. Thing like that. Huh. Um. It, They're making five Avatar movies? Schwarzenegger 2020, 2021, 2024, 2025. Avatar 2, 3, Hold on, 4, are and they all going to be directed by M. Night Shyamalan? <sighs> no, no, it's idea. a Cameron Avatar. Oh. New people. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 That, holy, I, that I knew, that I knew. Holy crap. I Sorry, know, I just, just got um, I was kind of hoping. I would have laughed I mean, so like, hard. Schwarzenegger is being asked to play, play an emotionless robot killer, so mm-hmm. he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know, He's not really asked to act much. And if you listen to that um, uh, Schwarzenegger interview on The Nerdist, mm-hmm. he talks about working with Cameron early on where he was given a little bit of leeway to like try some things out. He wanted, hmm. I'll be back. He thought that was bad for a robot. He wanted to say, I will be back. And then they filmed it and he was like, you're right, James. <laughs> should be, I'll be back. Let's do it again. James, you've done it again. <laughs> Um, but like the things like burning his eyebrows off and cutting his hair all stupid, it's yeah. like a, a Schwarzenegger thing. He's like, yes, we should do that. Like I just got blown up. Huh. Let's, let's move forward with it. Awesome. Hmm. Um, so check this out, you guys. David Cameron. Yeah. James Cameron, not David James Cameron. Cameron. Had directed. <laughs> One was prime minister of England. <laughs> <laughs> had directed two films or no, I, I, that's not even true. He had directed one full length and one short film before the Terminator. His short film was a movie called Xenogenesis, which I don't really care about because his first full-length directorial debut was Piranha Part 2, The Spawning. Huh. Wow. In 1981. And then three years later, he was like, guys, The Terminator. The Terminator. <laughs> and That's a leap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I had to look it up to see if it was a Roger Corman film. But it, it wasn't. But, I mean, I think the first Piranha was a Roger Corman movie. So I think it might have been, like, in that vein because that, yeah. was, that was Corman's whole thing was, like, kid, you got a good eye. Here we go. Here's some money to make a B-rated thing. And if this is okay, like, because he gave, like, Ron Howard his start. He gave yeah. Uh, yeah. someone else his start. Like, he gave, like, a bunch of these, like, solid directors, like, here's some money to make a feature. It's 
make it make it garbage, but get your shit in. You know, yeah, like, go yeah. figure stuff out. Yeah, exactly. Like here's a here's a here's a great big sandbox to play in. Uh, That's a big jump, though, guys. <laughs> there's there's a scene like you've all seen it. Uh, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. There's a scene where uh, Reese, the human who comes back to protect Sarah Connor, mm-hmm. is talking about having this picture of Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I wonder what you were thinking about when you when this picture was taken. You were young, you know. You look sad. And then at the end of that movie, she's on the run. Like, she's moving out to the desert. She's learning. She's talking to tape recordings of John Connor. Yeah. And someone takes her picture as she's talking about Kyle Reese. And you're like, oh. That's the one. She was talking about him looking sad about it. He finds the picture 40 years in the future. Oh, that's like deli- delightful like, time travel. Like, yeah. you, you just, you're paying attention to stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. As you were saying, Cameron too, always mm, did, man. He yeah. has he fucking is good for that shit. And and the other thing is, <clears throat> watching it, knowing T two very well because I didn't know the Terminator super well. I've only seen it like twice. Yeah. Um, man, does it make T two look like a better movie? Because like it ties, <clears throat> it ties like super well into the. It first. ties super well into the second movie. Like yeah. those two, lock together like like Back to the Future one and two. Right. They just really really good. Yeah. Um. Also, everyone from a James Cameron movie is in this movie. Michael Bine is in it. Lance <laughs> Hendrickson's in it. You're just like, oh, that guy. Lance Hendrickson was also in Piranha 2, The Spawning. Uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill Paxson's in, in Terminator. Yeah. Huh. And it, fun fact, he's the only guy yeah, who gets killed yep. by a Terminator, a Predator, yeah, and an alien. alien. And an alien. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. It's the Bill Paxson. Bill Paxson, rest in peace. The ultimate cannon fodder, Bill Paxson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the no, only thing he survived was a twister. Yeah. <laughs> um, are we no, gonna rank all of these? Yeah, yeah we got it. We're gonna, we're gonna hit them. Yeah, we got We got to hit the ranking. All right, yeah. about an so, hour seven. Anyways, speed ranking. Watch Terminator again, man. I'm that going to. Way good. Was it on Netflix or was it say? Uh, it was on acquired? 2B TV, uh, <laughs> a website that's like Netflix, but it's free with uh, the occasional commercial. Neat. I think huh. I've watched like six movies on it. And I've seen two commercials. So, do you have any that are super easy to list, Scott? Um. Why don't you start with Baby Driver? Baby Driver is better than Star Wars. Now I'm looking at the list. Bum, 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 bum. Baby Driver is better than Star Wars. Is it better than the Star Wars Episode Four? It is not. It's better than Hook. It is not. It's better than Guardians of the Galaxy Two. It is not. It's better than Deadpool. It might be. Really? Might be. It's just like like the thing is is that like one of those things that, like I and I'm, I kind of wanted to get to Scott's movies first because I have a really hard mm. time ranking this because as a straight movie, it suffers. As a like technical achievement of the, it is a two hour soundtrack. Like there is, I would say, like over the two hour runtime, maybe less than ten minutes of no music, hmm. and everything is happening with music subtly. Like you know, like, like that is a technical like star guitar. Yeah, Chemical Brothers. Remember that video? It was yeah, just like, like everything is on the beat. Yeah. yeah, but now imagine two hours of that with live action and with fucking, live action and a yeah. plot and a story. You know what it I'm saying? Like, cool. like as a technical achievement, that's like insanity. So that's where I get like iffy on the ranking. Mm-mm-mm. I'm looking kind of like scrolling down. Is it better than Office Space? Is it better than Sneakers? Ugh. So I don't know. How do you guys feel about that as a as an achievement, though? Like, wh- how much boost? Because if I were like as a movie, if it is if it did not have that going on for it, I would kind of put it around Office Space. Hmm. Since it does have that going on for it, it like ends up around Deadpool. 
So how how much how much are you comfortable giving that a like a look? I, I like Deadpool. It was good fun, but it was basically a dumb action movie. I don't think it did anything more profound than that. And so I'd have no problem with putting this up above, especially if it was like. But it if, does have some storytelling problems. That's like the problem. Yeah. Well, is it enough to make you like not recommend the movie? Because that that puts no. it above stuff like Stand by Me, yeah, Coraline, yeah, Funeral Kings is really good. But exactly that's what I'm saying. As a movie, if it did not have that technical achievement going on it, I would have no problem putting it underneath those things. Right. But it does have that, which is like in a way something you've absolutely never seen before in a movie. Like I don't think I've ever seen that. You know, like Stand by Me was pretty good. I yeah, mean, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a hard it's a hard choice because you're like the the characters are good, but they're not amazing. None of the characters are really like stand out. I, I I think it would be fair for you to say I don't want to rank this thing right now and wait for the two of us to see it or one of the two of us because you might I might have a lot more input. This sounds like something to think about. I guess so. We could we could hold off on ranking Baby Driver. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, you like I said, you really need to see it and really like watch it with that that like oh. This is fuck. This is happening. You know, like it's it's, it's, it's going to really be hard. tough to get out and see it though. When I'm at Fantasia every day of the week. Yeah, <laughs> I came out in theaters like two weeks ago. I think it should probably still be around post Fantasia. I hope so. Probably. Anyhow, but yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is like as a movie, it would be right around Star Wars. Okay. Like as a just bottom a, of the the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Might even be below Star Wars as just a movie. Yeah. But like that that single element, like to me, gives it like a easy like seven or eight film bump because you're like what am i watching is amazing right. so we can hold off we we'll hold okay. off on baby driver let's rank slow long Solos. goodbye long the goodbye, goodbye. yeah hmm. that's interesting it's gonna be tough to place let's see if we're looking i'm looking for other movies of the time dragon slayer <laughs> it's better than dragon slayer is it better than the evil dead it is not is it, better than the evil dead is it better than interstellar no, no, it's not better than okay, Evil so Dead. Okay, so we're in, tight, we're in like a tight little area. Yeah. So Moana? Better. Ghost in the Shell. I could see it being better. Okay. <laughs> Zootopia. It's, n- it's not better than Zootopia. Zootopia was, was just so, very Zoot- tight. Zootopia above Long Goodbye, above Ghost in the Shell 2017. Yep. Yeah, below Zootopia, above Ghost in the Shell. Yep. Um, T. Let's see. I see that going pretty high. Top yeah. Gun. Is it better than Top Gun? It's better than Suicide Squad. It's not as good as Top Gun. It's not as good as Kong Skull Island. It is better than Pitch Perfect, though. It's better than Ghostbusters. So, underneath, Sco- underneath Kong? Hmm. Underneath Kong, above Pitch Perfect. Boom. Solace. Solace. You did not sell this movie. It was interesting. It's it, better I'm than Mask of Zorro. No, I'm going to go down a little bit. I'm looking at Dragon Slayer. Hmm. It's better than Dragon Slayer. It's not as good as Moana. Okay. Yeah. Better than Dragon That's about right. Like, it's, it's clever. It's got some clever moments. And now, in it. The Terminator. Man. This is like no, no, no. We skipped Hellboy. Oh, Hellboy. 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 Terminator goes last. Batman Hellboy. v Superman. It's better than Batman v Superman. All right. What I'm looking better at. Better than Power Rangers? Ooh. Man, it is comparable to Power Rangers. Teenage Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. It's not that good. You guys it's not are as put- good as Teenage You guys are putting that way below Crush Groove. Mm. Let us recall. You're putting Hellboy beneath. Uh, but again, it is it is a deeply flawed movie. 
Like here's the like, this is always one of those issues, right? Where it's like because Crush Groove succeeded at everything it wanted to do, and we just discussed how mm. Hellboy failed spectacularly at what it wanted to do. Like, yeah, but I mean, like if you, I I could still have a I lot saw them both in the last two weeks, and if I had to sit down and watch another one of them again, I would choose Power Rangers to watch. <laughs> like I would rather rewatch Power Rangers than Hellboy. Jeez, and Hellboy is a character that I enjoy much more. I think that might be part of it, okay? Like, you're you're rolling in the disappointment of not getting a good Hellboy movie. Not and only that, that like, like, I liked this movie. I had fond memories of this movie. I thought this was going to be a lock. Like, I didn't come in here watching it to be disappointed. Yeah. And I watched it and was... Like, very disappointed. Very disappointed, going, oh, if I'm paying attention to this critically... Yeah. This is... Dog shit. This is a bad movie. Like... X-Men Apocalypse. Brian Singer. X-Men Apocalypse was a fucking goddamn mess. Oh, God. Right? Like, think about sitting down and watching X-Men Apocalypse. I would totally X- watch X- Hellboy before that. Yeah, X-Men Apocalypse, though, is ranked way too high. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Crush Groove? Because, cr- yeah, I, I, I would have trouble watching Crush Groove. I would happily watch Hellboy. <laughs> but, again, I haven't had the, the same disappointment experience. But, and you also don't have, like, the same belovedness of 80s hip-hop. That is true. That is true. Which two members of the curators of, the late, of this and list that, do? That crush Groove is up there, guys. <laughs> like, well, I understand your, your complaints, but it's... Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I mean, it is more watchable than Tom Petty on a Heartbreakers running down a dream. <laughs> Four hours of Tom Petty. It, it, it's not going higher than Rush, though. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm comfortable with this this area. Yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna. I, I am too, but I would still I would still put it above X Men Apocalypse. All right. I I don't know. I'm just really? saying, like, like I really, the, the the Scott's like reaction to it, like it's really so visceral. It's so visceral, <laughs> and like you know, like it was like, and coming from someone who like we all like like like. If you would ask Scott to just like rank it blind, he'd be like us like two weeks ago and be yeah. like, no, it was pretty yeah. good, but he just watched it. And he was saying, yep. no, I remember liking it and now it's crap. Like right, I, yeah. I own it on DVD. Yeah. I, I have you know, I would, a few hundred dollars of Hellboy I, comics. I, I will certainly yeah. bow to your, your more expert opinion on this one if you want to take it way down. Yeah, I think, down. I'm thinking like Power under Rangers warm bodies. Under warm bodies. All right. I'm, uh, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, like it'll get the bump over Power Rangers just because it, it was very well cast. Yeah. And those w- actors took the characters and were like, we are doing what we should be with these characters. It's Absolutely. The writing and the, the, the control, else. the steering of it was not. Okay, so uh, below Warm Bodies. Below Warm Bodies and above Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Terminator, I'm going back up to the top. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Well, I'm looking a little bit lower. I'm then comparing oh. it to Conan. Okay. It yep. is. It, that might be cheating just because they're so chronologically close. But, I mean, that makes it comparable. Hackers? Oh, man. That's it could tough. be. It could be. Like I'm saying, like, I... Like, uh, without having just seen it, I can see it comparing above Hackers, above Get Out, above Hook. Like, it yeah. was, it's the goddamn Terminator. Yeah, it is the goddamn Terminator. <laughs> like, that's and what I'm it, saying. And Scott just And it is, it is tight. Like yeah. the opposite of Hellboy, the writing is tight. Like you, it's a movie about a robot coming back in time to kill someone, but at no point are you like, yeah, but why does that? That doesn't make any. That should well, it'd be acting like morons. Yeah, like yeah, it never happens. Okay, so below Conan, I'm very happy with it there. 
Could I see putting it above Star Wars Episode Four? I, I don't think so. No, no. Conan, Conan is the, Conan is the fight, but Conan is yeah. also excellent on every level. Yeah, yeah. Just like, get a big old hard on for Arnold, huh? Well, it's Mr. <laughs> Universe <laughs> twice. What do you fucking want? When when he works out, it's better than coming. The feeling he gets. <laughs> so <laughs> above right. or below Conan is your call. Yep. Well, I mean, you guys have seen both of these movies. It's been too, a though. long time since I was, I'm like you. I saw it twice, like 20 years ago, and that oh. was it. So I would I would put it probably below Conan, but that's just because Conan had more of an impact in my life. God damn, the soundtrack for Conan is so, so much good. better. Yeah. The right. soundtrack but, for the Terminator is very. But there's the dun 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 dun, which yeah. is the like the theme. The theme, like for, the theme of Terminator, is great insanity. Like it's just like the fact that it's like you can hear it and it's like instant and you know it's Terminator. Like it's so. Uh, good. Except like, they like, also in, except they also use it for the love sequence in Terminator. Weird. <laughs> like I was watching. They play uh, it softly on the piano. Watching the <laughs> watching the G one uh, the G one NJPW in the states thing and the Young Bucks. Hammer it out on the mat for uh, awesome. for Kenny Omega and like and everyone starts clapping along and it's so you're like it's so good and it's like it just like resonates immediately. There's not many themes that you can like hammer on a wrestling mat and get echoing through the arena of like oh shit's going down. Terminator theme like I don't know I my my gut puts it higher than Conan but I didn't have the same resonance hmm. of Conan as you guys like I Terminator resonated a lot. I, I, I don't I don't Terminator. I don't even think I would prefer that theme to the Conan theme. Like yeah. I, we've listened to that like a ten million times in our D and D game, yeah. and like, oh, it's like, good. The no, Conan no, no, no. music is great. Yeah, so, no, I'm saying yeah, overall, I think the Conan score. has There's a like soundtrack. Some, but yeah. I'm just saying, but that like that just like, dun, 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 is like yeah. the theme is great, but the rest of the music in Conan in um, Terminator is very electro rock synthwave. 80s stuff. You're just selling every, me, I, I'm in fucking every, all over that. <laughs> in every in every car, in every club. No, like with a with a, a vocalist. Vangelis. Yeah. No, not not Vangelis. Not Vangelis not. Driving in my car tonight. Yeah, that's shit. Driving oh, too right, fast right. to buy a <laughs> <laughs> I'm still down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I got a below Conan uh, and above Hackers. Below Conan and above Hackers. That's yeah. everything. I'm all right Satisfied. Oh, yeah. Throw the movies at the list. One, to touch on a thing that, John, you, didn't, you weren't here last time we okay. recorded. I'm very sad it didn't happen. What? No one snuck by me on the street and it handed me a note oh. with a movie to review. And that's uh-huh. the goal. The goal is to put someone just be like, for you. And then it just says, like, watch and rank this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were not accepting Twitter or Facebook submissions anymore. Really? They have to slide us a note into our hand. What do you guys think about it? Like, we've talked about doing it like a re-ranking of some movies, but um, I feel like that's something that could be good audience participation. Like, if if somebody like looked at the list and was like, "Man, that movie is fucking way out of place," uh, and like give a like when we do a full podcast where we rank a couple things, just yeah. like have have some suggestions. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, when we figure out the format uh, of those episodes, yeah, we'll yeah. go back to this. Jimmy, that means more than just you. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy already had a whole episode to talk about the list. But yeah. he, didn't, he didn't demand a re-rank on anything. He just did. I got an email. Like, really? <laughs> what did he want to re-rank? Kong. Kong. Really? He, he didn't like it? He loved it more than... Oh. oh. Wow. Tune in on the 9 to 5 Entertainment System eventually when we re-rank. Woo!
anyways, look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.